I'm good to see each and every one of you today. I'm glad we're together for worship. It's a good day of worship as we uh, focus on the Holy Spirit, the very power of that Spirit in our lives, enabling us, empowering us, uh, strengthening us at, at every turn. In an age of uh, sound bites, Twitter, and Instagram, even a 30-second commercial seems like a long time. Our attention spans are increasingly shorter. You may have noticed that about yourself. Brevity is the order of the day. We figure that the shorter the better. I ran across a news service the other day on the internet called Two Paragraphs. I suppose it's the site where no news release or any, anything written is no longer than, than two paragraphs. That's just the way it is these days. The shorter the better. It used to be said of writing a sermon that you needed to have a strong introduction, a rousing conclusion, and three points. I guess that's the best you could do or try to accomplish in 20 minutes or so. I hate to disappoint you today, but we're going to have a sermon of, uh, of five points. But I promise this, I'll get you out on time. They'll be shorter. <laughs> The five points that I'm talking about mirror what Hebrews 11 has to say about Moses. Not surprisingly, he is prominently mentioned in the hall of faith that we've been talking about for the past few weeks. In fact, there's more written about Moses in Hebrews 11 than any other Old Testament personality, including Abraham and Sarah. The scripture teaches that uh, Moses lived to be 120 years old. His life is loosely divided in three 40-year segments. His time in Pharaoh's court, his time in Midian, and the time he spent leading the children of Israel out of Egypt and their subsequent journey to the promised land. Moses' life was one of a developing faith. I hope that's happening for us, that our, our faith is developing. You know, faith is, is best worked out on the anvil of life. Faith is, is meted out in the experiences of life. It was the case for Moses. I pray that it is for us. Well, since this sermon is a, a sermon in five sections, let's get to it. We read today Hebrews 11, verses 23 through 29 you will notice the writer precedes each of these five sections with the words, by faith. Let's hear this from Hebrews 11, verses 23 through 29. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born, because they saw he was no ordinary child, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as a greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He uh, persevered because he saw him who is invisible. 
By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. This is God's word. And may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us. As we've heard it read, and now as we uh, seek to take uh, this word and apply it to our lives, may God bless us all. The first of the sections that reference Moses' faith has more to do with his parents than with Moses. Hear that section again? By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. This short verse highlights the wonderful first chapter of uh, Moses' life and the faith of his parents. Down through the years, I've highlighted this passage, this uh, passage of uh, particularly uh, Moses' mom and and what she did upon uh, Moses' birth. Hers is testimony to a a deep love for her child. She is the epitome of a mother's faith that trusts God to protect and provide. Many of you have known uh, this story since your Sunday school days. Feeling uh, threatened by the Hebrews, Pharaoh sent out an edict that all male uh, Hebrew babies would be slaughtered. Talk about genocide. All that gets somewhat glossed over in children's Sunday school, and so it should. What's highlighted, though, is the faith of Moses' mom to release her child into the hands of the Egyptian so that uh, Moses would have a, a chance to grow and prosper. The story is really quite touching. Moses' mom uh, builds a little ark out of papyrus and pitch and sets Moses afloat on the Nile at the exact time that Pharaoh's daughter was bathing. She even has her sister-in-law stand uh, to, to watch and to make sure that everything goes according to plan. Raising a child in a rough and tumble world filled with all sorts of dangers is never easy. And it is certainly uh, not easy in, in this day and age. Like with all challenges, such things are best met with a deep faith in God, whose every desire it is to protect and provide. That sort of faith always takes some, some letting go. I've often described parenting as a, as a process of continually letting go. This weekend bears witness to that. There's nothing like graduation season to bring home the point that parenting is a matter of letting go. Teaching a child to ride a bike is that way as well. Eventually, the training wheels come off. We walk alongside the bike. We run alongside the bike. And sooner or later, we have to let go. And who of us hasn't prayed in that moment, oh, God, please don't let little Joe or little Jane crash on their bike. In the case of Moses, the faith of his parents, particularly his mom, laid the foundation for his life of faith later on. 
The next section the writer of Hebrews highlights is the way Moses stood strong, holding to his identity as a Hebrew. Hear from the scripture. By faith, Moses, who, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasure of sin. Even though Moses had been reared in the courts of Pharaoh and quite honestly had risen to a place of prominence, he never forgot his roots. This was on display the day Moses came upon an an Egyptian, mistreating, beating one of the Hebrew slaves. Moses chose to not stand idly by. He stepped in and killed that Egyptian. Not, Not to gloss over or even excuse what he did, at least Moses clung to his roots as a Hebrew. Clearly, he had had enough of the abuses perpetrated upon the Hebrew slaves. Moses refused to be party to those abuses any longer, and so he took things into his hands and he acted. The writer of Hebrews has it that Moses gave up a lot in order to claim his identity as a Hebrew and for acting as he did. Moses had a lot to lose. And in fact, that's exactly what took place as he stood strongly as one who was a Hebrew. Standing strong with faith often means that we too will have to give up, that we too will sustain loss. You see, when it comes to faith, we give up so that we might gain. Fundamentally, we give up the right to ourselves We put God very much as the first order, the first priority of our lives, and in that we gain more than we would have ever imagined. Stephen, in defending himself right before his stoning, you can see that recorded in in Acts 7, verses 20 through 44, references uh, Moses quite a bit. Regarding Moses avenging the mistreatment of the Hebrew slaves, Stephen says this, Moses thought that his own people would realize that God was using him to rescue them, but they didn't. A lot would need to transpire before that would happen. Primarily, Moses' faith would need to be developed much deeper than, than he could ever imagine. And all that would take place in faraway Midian. And so we turn to this third section. The writer of uh, Hebrews highlights, references the, uh, references the way uh, Moses was formed and fashioned in Midian. While the writer offers only one verse on this subject, it represents nearly 40 years of Moses' life. Here from the scripture, by faith he left Egypt. Not fearing his king's anger, he persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Moses did, in fact, leave Egypt. He, uh, he did with due haste. There were enough witnesses to what he had done in the killing of that, uh, of that Egyptian that forced him to think, hey, I better get out of Dodge. 
In fact, Moses went with due haste to, to Midian, which was in the middle of nowhere. He spent his life there tending sheep. He married there. He raised his family. All the while, God heard the cries of his people. They were suffering mightily at the hands of the Egyptians. They continued to plead with God for them to be freed. And finally, God was ready to act. God didn't just hear their prayers. He acted upon them. The writer of Hebrews has Moses persevering in, in Midian. It was there that his faith was, was being formed, formed over time. Far away from, from Egypt, God was forming Moses for the task that lay before him. Moses' life was a matter of developing faith. God always active, molding and, and shaping, bringing Moses to the place where God needed him to be. Meeting the Lord in a burning bush, we'll do that every time for an individual as we leave ourselves open to God's presence in our lives, as our faith is indeed formed, as we uh, find ourselves moving along in faith, uh, God is able to do great things. And no doubt on those occasions when we come directly in the presence of God, we uh, we find our faith formed more than we would ever think. When Moses met God in the burning bush, he offered every excuse in the book, but God would not let him off the hook. Moses was chosen. He was chosen to lead the, the people of God out of bondage. Talking about needing faith, Moses would not have been able to, to have been that leader would not have been able to assume that mantle of leadership without faith, knowing that God was going to move him along and be with him every step of the way. Faith was the only thing that allowed Moses to persevere. You and I are to persevere as well. And the only way we'll really be able to do that is by faith. The writer of Hebrews encourages us to throw off everything that hinders us so that we might run with perseverance the race that is set out before us. Running with perseverance was the, the very thing the writer of Hebrews wanted to get across to those who first read what was written. See, those people were under persecution. Theirs was a, was a tough way to go, to be sure. And that long list of those uh, Hebrew heroes, those faithful that are listed in, uh, in Hebrews chapter 11, was intended to lift their spirits, to inspire them to be faithful, and to help them persevere. Only by faith will we be able to persevere. Faith is the very thing that uh, helps us to keep our gaze looking forward. Faith is the very thing that helps us to, um, to meet out what is in the present day, whatever challenge that may be. Faith is the very thing that keeps our gaze upon God who will see us through all circumstances. Faith is the thing that helps us to persevere. 
And now on to the fourth section. Moses returns to, to Egypt. By faith, Moses was able to do that. He was able then to stare down Pharaoh. Moses promised one plague after another to force Pharaoh's hand into freeing the Hebrews from their bondage. Finally, things came down to a showdown over family. That really got Pharaoh's attention. The death of every firstborn son would be the cost of exacting the, the freedom for the children of, of Israel. It would be the cost exacted for refusing to, to let those people go. The Hebrews got a reprieve. They were instructed to place the blood of an unblemished land over the, the doors of their, of their homes. So when the angel of death passed, that angel of death would pass over and they would be spared. Hear what the scripture says. By faith, he kept the Passover. And the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. We uh, learned about Passover during our Seder meal on Monday, Thursday night. God was uh, gracious to the Hebrews. And that set the stage for their exodus. We rehearse the story of Passover at least once a year. It serves as the backdrop for the last week of Christ's life. It was the occasion when, when Christ talked with his disciples about his impending death. It forms the basis for our sacrament of Holy Communion. To have lived through that first Passover would have taken a great deal of faith. Think about it. It would take a great deal of faith for Moses to, to deliver that news to Pharaoh and to the Hebrews. It would have taken a lot of faith for the Hebrews to have lived through that fateful night. I'm sure all concerned were clutching their youngsters in fear that they might be taken. Believing keeps our gaze on God and sees us through. Just this past week, I read from the devotional book, Jesus Calling, these important words. Hear them particularly as we face uncertain times. Every person, every person on the planet faces uh, gaping jaws of uncertainty. The antidote to this poisonous threat is to draw closer to me. In my presence, you can face uncertainty with perfect peace. It is with faith that we are able to know the presence of Christ and in knowing the presence of Christ, we will know the perfect peace that he longs to bestow. Believing makes all the difference in the world. And here we are at number five. I told you it wouldn't take so long to put it in the parlance of the Kentucky Derby, and down the stretch we come. Hear what the scripture has to say. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. Those waters of the Red Sea would part, and the people would pass by on the other side. Talking about living by faith. Just think about it. 
stepping forward into what had just been covered by water, demanding nothing short of an unflinching faith in God. To, to walk through a, a dry lake bed with, uh, with water looming on each side took nothing but trust in the one who had brought them thus far and allowed them to take one step after another to the other side. You may have heard the expression, God has brought me this far. Why would he stop now? It's a good thing to, to ask, a good thing to repeat over and over again as we live out our lives day in and day out. God's brought me this far. Why would he stop now? Hebrews, with God's help, were overcoming not only their bondage in Egypt, but any fears that they might have about moving forward. They, uh, they knew that God would be with them. Now, as much as their faith was emboldened as they went through the, the, the parted waters of the Red Sea, we all know as we read through, um, through Exodus and then on into Deuteronomy that their faith would, would waver there in the, in the wilderness. In fact, it was their wavering faith that, that caused them to, to wander for an entire generation for those 40 years. Eventually, by faith, they would overcome all the way to the promised land. Some years ago, I used to do a radio spot on 84 WHAS. It was called Faith Breaks. I'd do that right before the 5.30 news in the afternoon. I wanted to get somewhere in between Terry Miners and the news. I didn't ever know what he was going to say after me, so whatever. Each spot had to be exactly a minute. I found out it took about a minute, 10 seconds to develop a thought. I'd sit down, I have an idea, I'd write it down, figure it was about long enough, it was always 10 seconds over. And I'd spend the next 45 minutes or so trying to cut off that last uh, 10 seconds. This morning, we have made our way, not just through one point, but through five. And by so doing, I pray that we have been reminded about the importance of living by faith, just as Moses did. Let me encourage you to dig more deeply uh, into the life of Moses. The writer of Hebrews gives us just a snapshot, just a glimpse, five very, uh, very quick uh, vignettes of, uh, of the life of Moses. You can read their entirety in its entirety in the book of Exodus and then on into Deuteronomy. Uh, give that a whirl. You'll be clearly inspired. Let me encourage you also to live by faith. We've been doing that all through this series. It's been an encouragement for me. I hope that it's been an encouragement for you. Let's live by faith. Let's parent rightly. Let's stand strongly. Let's persevere courageously. Let's believe unreservedly. And let's overcome. Let's overcome victoriously. Let's live by faith the very way that God would have us to live. Let's pray together.
God, thank you for the prospect that comes to us to live by faith. We pray, Lord, that, uh, that we would not uh, so much have our eyes on the things that are seen, but upon the things that are unseen. God, help us to live by faith. Help us to, uh, to step out as you lead. God, we pray that you help us to live by faith. God, we pray that you uh, do with us what you will, that you would mold and shape us so that we might be who you would have us to be. God, we pray that you help us to live by faith. And in those times when we're frightened, when we're overwhelmed by the challenges of life, God, we, uh, we pray that you help us to take one step at a time, living by faith. Lord, may we, uh, we pray, to emerge victoriously, to overcome all that uh, weighs us down, not on account of anything that we've done, but all on account of what you've done. Lord, we uh, pray that you help us to, to live by faith. Thank you, Lord, for the inspiring uh, life of Moses. We thank you for the inspiration of your word. We thank you that you are blessing us and even now building our faith so that we might reflect your good love and light in our lives. This prayer we make in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.